0: From the Wayne Sumner Studio. My recommendation is in honor of the British Bodie McBoatface. It's uh, Sonny McCarface. Broadcasting live in Boone, North Carolina on 90.5 WASU FM. You're driving and you think you start getting hungry and you're like, oh, I have a Dunkin' Donuts app on my car. Why not? I just buy 12 donuts. Around the world on iHeartRadio and WASUradio.com. It's astonishing what you've done. You managed to have a three-car pileup on a road with a speed limit of 25 miles per hour right in front of the police station, too, so uh, congratulations. This is Loopy Radio. This is Loopy Radio. This is Loopy Radio. I'm Loopy. It is the 10th of July, 2019. Effectively, uh, for App State, we are into the second half of summer, which went by, first half went by stupidly fast. But uh, looking over at the student rec center right now, I see that the uh, time has passed because the amount of mold growing on the side of the building has drastically increased but uh thanks for tuning in this week again it is the 10th of july 4th of july was six days ago that was a fun day so when i when i was an intern at Entercom charlotte which uh, used to be cbs radio but they took the name Entercom. no idea why uh so i worked there at a talk station called wbt it's a very famous radio station a lot of history and one of the events they put on every year is a thing called Sky Show, which is the biggest fireworks show in Charlotte. And they claim it is the biggest in the Southeast. Journalism ends there. So, uh, big firework show, big deal. They shoot it off at the ballpark for the AAA baseball team, the Charlotte Knights. And uh, I had to help set up the whole shebang last year, which was lots of work. The whole thing is uh, put together by a former WASU student, Courtney Armstrong. She only graduated from MAP State eh, about five years ago. So pretty cool. She puts on the event, and I saw her there on the 4th, and uh, she managed to get me two free tickets. So I took another former WASU uh, lady to the game, and uh, it was quite fun. Uh, But I'm... The the 4th is very special for a lot of people, obviously, and uh, for me, it equals, at least now, it equals free baseball tickets and uh, sitting right where they're shooting off the fireworks. Uh, Another big event that's actually coming up, though, starting tomorrow, exactly one week after the 4th of July, the Highland Games. Uh, A lot of you may know about it. A lot of you uh, may be in town. Specifically for the Highland Games. I believe our station has coverage out at uh, Grandfather Mountain, too. It's, uh, it's at Grandfather Mountain. Starts tomorrow and goes through Sunday. It's a big uh, festival for Scottish culture. Uh, lots of sports, uh, track-type things. Uh, other just competitions in general. There lots of arts, dancing, music, painting, all that sort of stuff. A, uh, a special worship service on Sunday morning, and a lot of history about Scottish culture and the people over here. And uh, it's a very, very fun event because the different clans will kind of meet up together. And so a lot of the competitions are clan versus clan, no matter how many, you know, represent each side. Uh, pretty fun, pretty special event, the Highland Games. Tomorrow through Sunday, tickets uh, can cover all the days or one day. Uh, go online. You can find the different events for that. Uh, non-local. Some of this is uh dated about a week, so sorry for the late news here. Uh, this article from Engadget uh, says, uh, "Good morning, you look fabulous." Uh, thank you. You clearly have no idea who you're talking to in Gadget. Uh, but it does say, "Uh, the rumor." is that Samsung has patched up all the issues found with the Galaxy Fold. Remember hearing about that phone? I feel like that phone had a ton of buzz for months. And then when it came out, the buzz just disappeared. It just went away. And uh, part of that is the fact that they weren't mass-producing it yet. And the other part of it was that it had some serious issues. Well, they're saying that it's fixed. According to Bloomberg... Mass production of redesigned units uh, hasn't started yet, so it's still unclear exactly when it might launch. The maker, Samsung, has reportedly tweaked the troublesome protective film and hinges, hence the Fold. And of course, uh, people will be looking at uh, those parts specifically to see if the Fold uh, will live up to all the hype of earlier this year. The only thing we know so far is it's not expected to make an appearance at the Galaxy Note 10 launch event on August 7th. That's all we know, apparently. Thank you, Engadget, for letting us know. Uh, The Windows team, uh, you've probably heard of Windows, they dropped a Sizzler video on Twitter announcing the all-new Windows 1.0. It posted the same video over on its Instagram account, but only after it had wiped every single other post from its page why Uh, we don't know there's no answer to that we don't know why they're doing this we don't know why windows 1.0 is back um it is largely useless for everybody uh we don't know why they wiped everything from their instagram account uh, yeah, lots lots of unknowns there from Microsoft, so uh, thank you. And then uh, lastly, from weird random international – not international, national news. Well, I guess this is international now. The Volkswagen Type 20 concept car is basically a tech-filled 1962 microbus with an engine swapped for a battery pack and electric motor. And uh, you heard it here first. If they make this, if they make it, it will sell like hotcakes. And not only uh, do I love hotcakes – But I will buy this hot cake. If this electrified Volkswagen Microbus in retro styling comes out, it will be on my list of cars to buy. Prime Day is soon. Some news about Prime Day when we come back. I'm Loopy. So again, that's uh, the Highland Games are happening over at the Grandfather Mountain area starting tomorrow. Uh, but the big stuff, I believe, naturally uh, is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Lots of competitions, tons of people show out to show up to this thing. If you've never been up there uh, during the Highland Games, it is definitely worth it just to go for at least one day. Super cool event. Uh, you really don't get anything like that outside of Scotland. So uh, another big, huge landmark uh, time is about to happen. That's the phenomenon of Prime Day, the uh, created holiday uh, by Amazon, where they uh, let you to believe that that is a great time for this time of the year to buy whatever. Tons of things will be on sale. Lots of things that you would never consider buying, you will end up purchasing in mass, uh, in bulk. Uh, Prime Day is uh, not just one day anymore. It's a full forty-eight hours, and it's July fifteenth and sixteenth. So that's coming up soon. I uh, what would that be? Monday and Tuesday, something like that. But uh, the big news with Prime Day, at least this go around is that it's not just Amazon Prime anymore. This actually is turning into some sort of a legitimate uh, time for all businesses to have discounts. Obviously, it used to just be an Amazon thing, but that's changing because it's so successful. All the other companies have to jump on board or else they start feeling like they're losing sales. Prime Day 2019, the uh, 15th and 16th. Other notable companies... Taking part in Prime Day, Dell, the computer company, eBay uh, is also having a ton of discounts. They're uh, they're saying eBay, saying they'll be 50% off of lots of things like uh, Apple, LG, Samsung, Garmin, all, all sorts of stuff, KitchenAid. GameStop is having a big sale, Target will have a big sale, and Walmart will have a big sale. Uh, non-coincidentally, all these big sales are focused on the 15th and the 16th next week. I'll be able to one day tell my kids I remember back before there was Prime Day. Want to know how old Grandpa is? I remember back before Amazon existed. And I remember back before, emojis existed. Here's uh, huge news coming out of the world right now. Emojis are taking over the courtroom. So uh, when I say that, I don't mean if you walk into a courtroom right now, you're going to be attacked by an emoji. But uh, emojis, the, the dumb little picture thingies you can send in a text message are starting to become a serious uh, hindrance or difficulty in some court cases. It took me a minute to picture what an actual situation for this would be when I uh, read through this article earlier, but this is from CNN Business. Uh, It says more emojis are showing up in court cases throughout the United States. Attorneys are having to argue for different interpretations of the small illustrated characters that are used to express emotions, activities, or objects, courts are struggling to handle the nuances of emojis as evidence. I don't send I don't send emojis because I know they can be interpreted different ways. I uh, I just make myself look like. Uh, an emotionless being when I use text messages and I fully uh, punctuate my sentences. Capital letters, uh, periods, exclamation points, question marks. I, uh, I don't use uh, abbreviations. I write out my text messages. I wonder if you, if you put like one of those analyzer things to what I write. Uh, in my text messages, I wonder what age it would predict I was. No emojis, full, full, uh, everything, full grammar, full sentence structure, and then you will know, get a reply back that's like a heart, French fries, and a chicken. So you probably know what that's talking about, but uh, you wouldn't get that from me. You get a full, you'd get a full uh, text message saying like, "I want Chick Fil A." But in courtrooms, you know, uh, people use emojis, and sometimes they use emojis in situations that aren't exactly lawful. This article says courts are struggling to handle the nuances of emojis as evidence. Uh, It says judges aren't prepared for the influx uh, of emojis, especially ones who are older. It may not be familiar with newer vernacular. So uh, watch it come up now that, uh, you know, judges go up for election. Watch it be like, I will understand. As judge, I shall understand the nuances of emojis used in court cases. Please elect me as district attorney judge. Thingy. The number of reported cases with emojis as evidence in the United States increased from 33 in 2017 to 53 in 2018 and is at nearly 50 so far in the first half of 2019. Exponential changes. We're looking at uh, triple digits of emoji cases in court this year. See, my, my big advice... If, uh, if you want to avoid the mess of interpreting emojis in court is uh, don't do anything unlawful. This influx of emojis in court cases, uh, you can imagine much drama in these cases. So much emoji drama. What? Watch it be to the point where emojis become so, they're already so big, but like so, so big that you can become an emoji lawyer. And analyze precedents of previous emoji decisions. And analyze true thought and uh, motives within the inner emoji. CNN says more emojis are showing up in court cases uh, throughout the country. Attorneys are having to argue for different interpretations of these small illustrated characters that are used to express emotions, activities, or objects. Courts are struggling to handle the nuances of emojis as evidence. Judges especially aren't prepared for the influx, uh, especially ones who are older and may not be familiar with uh, newer vernacular. The number of reported cases with emojis are skyrocketing. 33 in 2017, 53 in 2018, and we're at 50 so far in the first half of 2019. Exponential emoji growth. No court guidelines, uh, CNN says no court guidelines exist on how to approach the topic. Well, I mean, you know, who would have ever thunk the iPhone did this to us? Sometimes a judge might describe uh, the emoji in question to jurors rather than allow them to see and interpret it for themselves. So, So they'll just describe the said emoji. In some cases, emojis are omitted from evidence altogether. That doesn't sound right. I mean, that uh, emojis have meaning. They speak for themselves. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words. Well, an emoji is worth I don't know how many. Not zero. It's a, uh, it's a bigger problem, though, than I'm... Uh, letting on right now Uh, we'll dive a little further into this but it just seems kind of goofy and then it gets kind of depressing the more I think about it you're like shoot emojis are complicated now uh, I've never been in a relationship uh, but from what I see from other people emojis are used quite often when people uh, at least my age are interested in each other Lots and lots of hearts and smiley faces and rainbows and unicorns and whatever. I express love through the french fries emoji. So no court guidelines exist on how to approach emojis. Well, you know, it's brand new. Sometimes a judge will describe it. Rather than show the jurors uh, the emoji themselves, in some cases, emojis are omitted. Emojis are most prevalent in sexual harassment and criminal cases. An emoji with X's for eyes, also known as the dizzy face emoji, was an issue in a 2017 murder case in Massachusetts. Prosecutors argued the emoji showed that an individual who received it knew, quote, something was happening. That specifically the emoji with X's over its eyes meant something as opposed to uh, just like a normal smiley face or whatever. That there was more meaning behind it. Emojis are increasingly showing up in workplace lawsuits too. For example, in an, in uh, an employee termination case related to a possible violation of family medical leave, a manager sent a series of smiley face emojis. The plaintiff's lawyers claimed it was evidence the company was happy to let her go. So not just one, but a series of emojis. So it's not just the type. It's also how many. Attorney Karen S. Elliott, uh, who has worked on cases with emojis, says uh, someone may use threatening symbols a gun, a pointed finger, and then uh, put behind it a symbol for just joking. There is a lot that could get lost in translation. Was it a joke? Or was it actually serious? Or was the person just using the emoji to hedge so they could later argue it was not serious? It it's kind of sounds like we're just... Throwing substance on something that has no substance, but hey, I mean, if it's in a court case, you've got to look at it like this. And if you're someone that uses emojis, you understand that, yeah, it uh, definitely can show motive. It can add in context that you don't necessarily have. It can add in the emotion behind the text message. You know, but it's it's something written down. It's not necessarily something you do. So you can't analyze like the person's face while they're saying it. You can't analyze, you know, their all like you know their their emotion that you can see in them. All we have is a little written record on a cell phone with a dumb little smiley face in different ways. Emojis was getting in the way. Uh, this article, though, says emojis are not a universal language. That there are uh, different ways of seeing the same emoji, and we don't all see them the exact same way. We'll get to, uh, get to there in a second, but here's a little stat for you. There are more than 2,800 emojis. Again, if you just looked over my shoulder... In my life, 24-7, you would think the only emoji that exists uh, is one of french fries. I'm Loopy. College Talk Radio. Loopy. Without banned substances. getting too philosophical about emojis. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, we are going to talk about something slightly more meaningful. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Yesterday. Yesterday was Cow Appreciation Day. The, uh, the wonderful day where you make yourself uh, look like a cow in various uh, capacities. And show up to a fast food restaurant where they say, uh, congratulations, my child, you get free chicken. Yesterday was Cow Appreciation Day. So when I saw uh, this article this morning from CNBC about McDonald's, uh, it kind of made sense. McDonald's sees Chick-fil-A as a threat. And recent numbers on the industry will compound uh, the understanding of how much of a threat Chick-fil-A really is to the entire industry. Uh, and as a result, McDonald's is asking, or the uh, the franchisees in the U.S. Uh, for McDonald's are asking uh, for a development of a southern-style chicken sandwich to compete with Chick-fil-A. They, uh, they want to directly attack Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich. Uh, CNBC, the National Owners Association Board for McDonald's franchises, said in, a, in an email addressed to each other yesterday, or, uh, yeah, 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 Wednesday, so that's today, a chicken sandwich at McDonald's should be our top priority. So don't expect just uh, something to show up in the future. Uh, expected to be a full-fledged attack on chick-fil-a u.s franchisees formed the noa last year the national owners association uh, as the chicago-based company pushed discounts and excess uh, expensive high-tech store renovations which owners say were weighing on profitability now these uh high-tech renovations we've talked about before and that's the uh massive touchscreens you now see in McDonald's instead of people working behind the counter. McDonald's saw that as what the people want when they go to a fast food restaurant. And uh, they thought that would drive up sales. But at the time, uh, I thought this and I still think it now. That's not what somebody wants when they go to a, when they go to a fast food restaurant or any restaurant. You know, I don't. I want to feel like I'm asking for food from the person that works at the restaurant. I don't want food that I asked a computer for. You kind of see what I'm saying? When when I ask somebody for food, I get I have the feeling that somebody will bring me food. When I ask a computer for food. It's not quite as appetizing because I don't want a computer to make me food. And M- McDonald's says this is to drive up sales. But really what they're what they're really doing with these kiosks, uh, these massive touchscreens in their restaurants is they're preparing for a future where some uh, super liberal government that we're destined to have in the next 20 years is going to raise the national minimum wage. That's what they're prepared for, and they're ahead of their time, and they'll do A-OK when this finally finally shows up. But someday, somebody in Washington, D.C. is going to say, OK, entire country, minimum wage is 15 or 20 bucks. And that's going to force all these fast food restaurants to have to fire like half of their staff, if not more. So what happens when you you go from eight people at your restaurant to four? Well, you still need people cooking food. So McDonald's has already found a way to make it so that you can still order food without an employee actually being there. The future is not bright in that regard. Now, will we get used to it? Yeah, Sure. Will the generation of people who haven't been born yet know any different? No. And, you know, when this when this kind of legislation to raise a minimum wage finally shows up in 20 years, those people who haven't been born yet will be 20 years old. They'll be the people that would have had those jobs, but uh, they'd never know any better. So an increased minimum wage means less jobs for actual people. So that's what that's what McDonald's has been doing the past year is uh, preparing for the future, but they're disguising it to their franchisees as uh, driving up hype currently for the restaurant. Now, when I think restaurant, I think food. I don't think touchscreens. Uh, the reason why I personally don't go to McDonald's is because I have celiac disease. I can't eat anything there, uh, but I can eat at Chick Fil A. And so finally, uh, the McDonald's franchisees are looking at Chick Fil A's stats, and they're like, "Hey, this company is—it's coming." <laughs> It's coming all right. We need to uh, we need to be able to match what they're doing. So they're trying to uh, call on corporate for a southern quote southern style chicken sandwich. We all know exactly what they're talking about when they say a southern style sandwich. And another another thing I think of is just corporate image. When I think of Chick fil A, I think of a chicken sandwich. When I think of McDonald's, I think of a burger. I don't think of a chicken sandwich. So if they start offering a chicken sandwich, I don't think people are going to start thinking, that's where I'll go for a chicken sandwich. They think, I want a burger, I'll go to McDonald's. I want Chick fil A, I want a chicken sandwich. Am I diving into this too hard? I'm Luffy. Talking about uh, some McChicken. So McDonald's is uh, nervous. Uh, Specifically, the McDonald's franchisee owners are nervous about the rising of Chick-fil-A. We'll get to the numbers here in a second of uh, specifically what they're nervous about. But the, uh, the owners' association of McDonald's franchises are asking corporate to develop a southern-style chicken sandwich uh, in the very near future. The board uh, of this uh, owner's association wrote, Chick-fil-A's results demonstrate the power of chicken. This is from CNBC. Uh, McDonald's carries chicken McNuggets and the McChicken Sandwich. But the board wrote in an email that they do not uh, compete in the premium chicken sandwich category with either a grilled or crispy option, also known as what Chick-fil-A has. This year, here's uh, here's what McDonald's is nervous about. This year, Chick-fil-A ranked highest of all fast food chains on the American Consumer Satisfaction Index. Uh, In my mind, that is not a surprise. McDonald's landed at the bottom of the list, despite investments meant to improve customer experience like self-order kiosks. Again, uh, that's just what they're saying. That's not necessarily the truth. Self-order kiosks in a restaurant uh, does not up customer satisfaction. It does, though, uh, provide an investment for the future when they can't have as many employees atlanta-based chick-fil-a has also been expanding outside of its southeast stronghold in recent years opening locations in new york city uh, i believe that location ran out of food in the first 24 hours and seattle i believe with the new york city one uh, people are protesting it because these people in new york uh, can be very intolerant the people who uh preach tolerance are quite intolerant themselves so they boycotted chick-fil-a and protested and the restaurant still ran out of food so uh, go figure so atlanta the atlanta-based chick-fil-a has been expanding outside of this area new york city and seattle for example according to uh, nation's restaurant news the chicken chain is now the nation's third largest restaurant chain by sales So sales numbers, they're the third biggest, only trailing McDonald's and Starbucks. I don't think of Starbucks as a restaurant chain, so I think of them as just drinks. So if we remove the fad of Starbucks, then it's, by sales, McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. McDonald's 1 and Chick-fil-A 2. McDonald's has roughly 14,000 restaurants in the U.S. That's nuts. That's so many dang restaurants. Chick-fil-A only has uh, less than 2,000. 11 less than 2,000. But they also have, uh, this hits a little close to home here, 363 licensed units. So like a Chick-fil-A Express, something in like an airport, or the type of thing we have here in the uh, central dining hall. Nobody calls the dining hall its actual name. I don't even know how to pronounce the actual name of the dining hall. It's central here. So McDonald's, McDonald's has seven times as many restaurants as Chick-fil-A. Yet Chick-fil-A is just behind in sales. there's a reason why mcdonald's is scared if chick-fil-a keeps on expanding chick-fil-a is gonna take over the art of chicken uh continue when we come back i'm loopy i'm loopy i do love i do love talking about fried chicken So I'm gluten-free, which makes eating fried chicken quite difficult. I actually haven't had Chick-fil-A's fried chicken in a number of years now. But uh, not by choice, uh, by disease. The the body chose for me. But uh, there is a place, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's in Asheville, that has gluten-free chicken and waffles. Oh, goodness. It was so good. I can't believe I can't remember the name of this place. But uh, I'm sure if you search, like, gluten-free chicken and waffles Asheville, it'll come up. But the whole place, like, everything was gluten-free if you wanted it to be. And it was safe to eat if you have an allergy. It's awesome. And apparently I'm about to go to another place in Denver, Colorado that's uh, also got gluten-free fried chicken. So I'm an excited man. Fried chicken, though, is not making McDonald's excited. Even though Chick-fil-A only has less than 2,000 standalone restaurants... It is rapidly approaching the sales numbers of McDonald's, who has 14,000 restaurants. So, uh, quick little math, if they both made the same amount of money, and Chick-fil-A, which they don't, McDonald's makes more, but if they did, and Chick-fil-A has seven times fewer restaurants, that means Chick-fil-A is seven times more profitable. Uh, yes, yeah, so McDonald's better be scared. If Chick-fil-A even doubles the amount of restaurants they have and they continue the success, then my goodness, they'll probably be number one by a large margin. I have – I'm wearing a Cincinnati Reds hat right now, and the reason being is that I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. Uh, My dad is from Cincinnati, Ohio, a small town outside called Wyoming. Very confusing. He went to Wyoming High School and Miami University, and all of that was within 100 miles of each other in Ohio. So, we used to drive to Cincinnati several times a year. There are really two ways to get there that are the exact same time length. And one is to go through Tennessee, up through Kentucky, and up into Ohio. Another way is to go up into West Virginia and then over through Ohio. Only up until about five years ago were there any food options in West Virginia, other than in the capital city of charleston even then it was just like one panera and those food options are chick-fil-a's they made like three of them on i-77 and every time since those things have been opened we've been up there the chick-fil-a's were over packed like they could have made the restaurants double in size and they still wouldn't hold the number of people that were in line and Chick- Chick-fil-A is beautiful. In my mind, it transformed West Virginia. Or at least uh, the parts of New I-77. The board, uh, in their email that they wrote, the Owners Association, uh, they said, you may not have Chick-fil-A's in your market, or to the degree they have them in the Southeast, but they are coming, and they don't discount. The board wrote that the results of the McDonald's uh, U.S. Southeast market should concern everyone. That's obviously concerned the the owners of McDonald's uh, franchises. They wrote that in a letter this morning. This article came out this morning. This is breaking news. McDonald's owners are freaking out. And it's uh, the Southeast's little pride and joy in Chick-fil-A that is causing the disruption of the giant. We've got another hour to go. We're going to get back on the emoji topic when we come back. I'm Lupe. From the Wayne Sumner Studio. How do you think when it says there's a 60% chance of rain. Because usually when there's like a 60% chance of rain, it rains some. Which would mean if it's raining, it's a 100% chance of rain. But it's really a 60% chance of rain. So what is it really talking about when it says 60%? Like if it's 90%, you expect it to rain, but it's 90%. That's not 100%. But we all, we all know it's going to rain when it's a 90% chance of rain. So that's 90% as opposed to 100% of what if it's going to rain? I don't know. Broadcasting live in Boone, North Carolina. If if the average of the Earth is going up by three degrees, and Charlotte, North Carolina's average has gone up by like ten, apparently, that means somewhere else it's going down seven. This is Loopy Radio, hour two. I'm sorry. Back again for another hour here. Uh, if you don't if you don't know by now. Uh, Usually my show is Wednesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. during the school year, but uh, it's not the school year. And now I run this radio station. I'm the student station manager. So uh, if I want to be on at 4 to 6 in the summer, I'm going to be on at 4 to 6 in the summer. Uh, I came to this school fully intending on trying to see if I can have a talk show. That was the goal. And physically, my life is terrible. So, also to see if I can actually do college. So far, I can. But uh, the the goal was to see if I can do a talk show. So, as a freshman, I took COM twenty three fifteen to be a part of this radio station as a music DJ. After a summer of DJing and then a semester of DJing, I applied to have a talk show. I have never at that point I had never had a talk show in my life. Didn't know if I could do it. January of last year, I had my first show, and it didn't flop. And uh, now I've been having a talk show for one and a half years. Every week. And uh, on top of that, the show used to just be one hour. Uh, But since we have basically no advertisements, and we have no sports department, no traffic department, no news department. I'm talking way more than the average talk show host would. So in an hour of clock time, I'm actually talking an hour and a half of a regular show time. So now that I have a two-hour show, I'm actually doing a three-hour show. So, And that's the regular for a pro. So uh, if you own a radio station, please give me a job uh this fortnight's top headlines uh, that are not political the highland games the uh, scottish uh, festivities on grandfather mountain kicks off tomorrow the highland games uh, very uh, very big culture event very fun to go to uh does cost money there are ticket prices and since we are a non-commercial station i won't say them uh, i will say you can go online and find out uh sports uh sports events there They have arts events, random other competitions, uh, lots of history lessons on Scottish culture. Very fun. Different clans will uh, be together. If you have a Scottish background, this is a great event to go to. You can find other distant relatives um, chucking telephone poles and shot puts. Uh, Windows. Windows 1.0 has been re-released. Uh, When the Windows team dropped a Sizzler video on Twitter, this is from Engadget, uh, announcing the all-new Windows 1.0. It posted the same video on Instagram, but also deleted everything else from its own page. So that was it at the time that that video was released. Uh, People literally have no idea why Windows has chosen to do this. Uh, We still don't know, a week later. Remember the Samsung Galaxy Fold? Uh, yeah, so it, uh, very, lots of hype around it. And then all of a sudden the hype went away when the phones, uh, started, the foldy part started breaking. The only part that made them special didn't work. So, uh, apparently Samsung has patched up those issues. Uh, mass production for the redesigned units that uh, are supposed to work properly, uh, hasn't started and it's unclear when it'll be for sale, but they claim they have fixed the issue. Uh, you'd think if they actually did fix the issue, they would just re-release it because there's no issue anymore. But uh, you know, uh, that that's that. And the Volkswagen Type 20 concept car is basically a uh, brand new tech-filled 1962 hippie van uh, that is electric, and it looks so good, so good. And if it's affordable, like most Volkswagens are, if they do make this, um, I will be saving up my money. And I will be buying one. Emojis in the courtroom. Some more info on this when we come back here in a second. I'm Loopy. I'm loopy. In the modern age that we are in, the uh, the age of people sending messages to each other in the forms of goofy images called emojis uh, is creating problems in courtrooms. Uh, and this is finally making national news. The statistics are showing a great increase in uh, evidence for cases, criminal cases, uh, where emojis are a key part of the investigation process. Uh, the number of reported cases with emojis as evidence in the U S increased from 33 in 2017 to 53 in 2018. So basically doubling and, uh, we're continuing that trend. Nearly 50 cases so far in the first half of 2019, uh, have had emojis as key evidence. This is coming from CNN business. So, you know, it's true, uh, more emojis are showing up in court cases, Attorneys are having to argue different interpretations of uh, the small illustrated characters that are used to express emotions, activities, or objects. And courts are struggling to handle the nuances of emojis as evidence. Uh, Judges aren't prepared for the influx, some experts are saying, especially ones who are older and may not be familiar with newer vernacular. I get that. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're doubling these numbers, 33 in 2017, 53 in 2018, 50 so far in 2019. Probably going to hit the big triple digits on emojis in courtrooms. No court guidelines exist on how to approach the topic of emojis. We're yet to set the precedent. Uh, sometimes a judge might describe the emoji to jurors rather than allow them to see it themselves. And in some cases, emojis are completely tossed out from the evidence altogether. But as I talked about uh, last hour, you know, sometimes sometimes an emoji kind of lets you know the tone behind the whole thing in general. Emojis are most prevalent in uh, sexual harassment and criminal cases. An emoji with X's for eyes, also known as the dizzy face emoji, was an issue in 2017 in a murder case in Massachusetts. Prosecutor, prosecutors argued the emoji showed that an individual who received it knew something was happening. And yeah, uh, here's the big thing I'm going to cover this hour: the what the emoji with X's over the eyes is the dizzy face emoji. So if you have a a face with X's over the eyes, that equals dizzy. But. Uh, If you saw that image, you wouldn't think dizzy. You'd think dead. Which brings up the next uh, big headline on this article from CNN. Emojis are not a universal language. There are more than 2,800 emojis set by the Unicode Consortium. The Unicode Consortium. I practiced that last night, and I failed. Ranging uh, from food and drink to hand gestures... Uh, can be good ones, uh, like a thumbs up, right? Activities and facial expressions. So a whole bunch of things. 2,800 emojis to uh, keep track of. Emojis can be uh, especially misinterpreted when used without text. Well, yeah. For example, a face with sunglasses could be used to convey a sunny day, uh, feeling cool, or uh, with the phrase, deal with it. Similarity. Uh, uh, similarly, the emoji with, a, with smoke coming out of the nose could be read as angry, when really it is intended to mean triumph. That makes absolutely no sense to me, but according to the uh, Unicode Consortium, the uh, emoji with smoke coming out of the nose is a triumphant emoji. Uh, experts on this are saying emojis, uh, cannot be considered a universal language. And yeah, that, that totally makes sense. That's especially true when you consider how symbols vary by culture, especially in America and in larger cities, you got cultures all over the place. So this really could get confusing, especially in advertising. The thumbs up gesture, we all know thumbs up, you know, good job, whatever. Uh, thumbs up gesture has been seen, uh, as offensive or vulgar in the Middle East. So if you're doing an advertising campaign in New York City and uh, some Middle Eastern people, uh, people of Middle Eastern descent and culture, show up and see the advertisement with a thumbs up, they will think that the product is insulting them. But uh, obviously in other parts of the world, uh, especially you know where, where I come from, uh, it's a good thing. A smiley face emoji is taken as sarcastic in China. That's probably the most commonly used emoji, like a smiley face or some sort of variant. Smiling in that image is sarcastic in China. But one of the biggest points of contention for emojis in court cases is that they render differently on different platforms. Also known as Android versus Apple versus Linux versus PC, you can see emojis on all these things. They all look slightly different on each one. And uh, one of the big obvious differences is that some systems, the gun emoji looks like a pistol. And in some systems, the gun emoji looks like a water gun. That's, uh, that's probably the most extreme case of the entire thing. But that can show you that's totally different. A water gun and a pistol are uh, not the same. And therefore, the intentions could totally be different. You know, if two friends are jokingly sending water pistols at each other, that's very different than two people pointing guns at each other. Uh, Yeah, attitudes can be very different with those. Imagine dealing with that in court. I'm Loopy. Support College Talk Radio on WASU. More at loopyradio.com. I'm Loopy. Emojis, how to, uh, how to interpret them. And I'm not just talking about with, uh, you know, we're trying to find out if someone's being sarcastic back at me or not, which uh, frankly can be difficult. But uh, even in the extreme case of being evidence in a court case, I mean, we've seen a lot of court cases where all of the evidence provided were text messages and uh, for for serious crimes, uh, life changing things where all of the evidence are in the form of text messages. Nothing else was said. Cyberbullying, that type of thing. Everything is digital. Everything's online. It's cyber. And emojis are absolutely cyber. They're absolutely part of it. So we're not talking about just like, you know, quote unquote, harmless crimes or whatever. We're talking about some serious, you know, serious deals. Uh, And CNN wrote an article, uh, I believe it was this morning or yesterday, about the difficulties of interpreting emojis in court cases, especially with judges who, you know have been around the block and don't really care to learn about the nuances of emojis with 18-year-olds. It's complicated. And jurors, too. Jurors can be of any background, any age, any amount of caring for cell phones in general. Uh, emojis cannot be considered a universal language, That's what experts are saying. That's especially true when you consider how symbols vary by culture. The thumbs-up gesture uh, is up for debate as offensive or vulgar in the Middle East. While it's a sign of something good in other parts of the world, like the uh, you know, mainstream U.S. culture. A smiley face emoji is sarcastic in China. One of the biggest points of contention for emojis in court cases is that they render differently on varying platforms whether you're using, say, an Apple iPhone or Samsung Galaxy device. Although the Unicode Consortium, there we go, barely said it that time, the the group that sets the standard for emojis, uh, the software makers, such as Apple and Google, then design versions of the standard emojis for their platforms. So if you're an Apple user, you're not seeing exactly the same emoji as a Google user. That opens up a path for inconsistencies and miscommunication. Although it can be slight, uh, it is different. You're opening up the door for being inconsistent and miscommunication. For example, the pistol emoji looks like a real gun on some devices and a water or toy gun in others. In a 2016 study from the University of Minnesota, Minnesota, uh, participants read uh, rated popular emoji characters on Android and iOS as positive or negative. So it's just simple, is this happy or sad, good or bad, that type thing. Not the quality, but the nature of it. Uh, in the case of the emoji called, quote, a grinning face with smiling eyes, some people interpreted the image as blissfully happy. And uh, on Android... While it looked like it was ready to fight on iOS, it's supposed to be the exact same thing. But the slight differences made it one way look blissfully happy and the other ready to fight. So if you're saying something um, on iOS, you have an iOS phone and you're texting someone who has an Android phone. And you say, yeah, I'm fine. And put this happy smiley face, a grinning face with smiling eyes. Uh, That could show that you are being sarcastic. You're saying, yeah, I'm fine. And then you're saying ready to fight with your emoji. But the person on the Android sees, yeah, I'm fine. And the emoji looks blissfully happy. So they think you're doing great. My girlfriend's doing just fine. She's doing great. Really? She's like, "Uh I'm going to kick you (laughs) when you get home. You're donezo. Miscommunication, inconsistencies. Another study found uh, about twenty five percent of participants were unaware the emojis they posted on Twitter could appear differently based on their followers' devices. After being shown how one of their tweets rendered across platforms, twenty percent said they would have edited or not sent the tweet at all. Purely based on the difference in the appearance of of the emoji in their message. Uh, One attorney argues courts will need to develop literature that requires lawyers to obtain the exact depiction of what was sent and received on each platform and show it to the judge or jurors in the case. Words may not adequately describe the precise emoji meaning. And due to different devices, different emojis can be given to different people, whether intended or not. Again, grinning face with smiling eyes, blissfully happy on Android, ready to fight on iOS. it uh, That's what the studies have shown. It can be different. Be careful with your emojis. Again, you know, if, if, if you thought whatever I did was what the whole world did, you'd think there's only one emoji and that would be the French fry emoji. That'd be it. And for all I care, that's the only emoji that exists. French fries. That's all I care about. Speaking of which, cow appreciation day was yesterday at Chick-fil-A. And uh, I talked about this earlier. Chick-fil-A is threatening McDonald's. Chick-fil-A has less than 2,000 restaurants. McDonald's has 14,000 restaurants. Chick-fil-A is almost making as much money as McDonald's. And uh, as a result, the McDonald's uh, franchise owners are talking to corporate, begging them as of this morning to develop a quote southern style chicken sandwich to directly compete with Chick Fil A. And it's not only just the uh, the, the food that they want to make it the same uh, similar, but they uh, they want it to even present it the same way. They want to. Present this chicken sandwich in a aluminum foil bag, like the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich, and they want it to appear the same. They want it to taste basically the same. But, like I said earlier, you know, when I think of chicken, a chicken sandwich, I think of Chick Fil A. When I think of a hamburger, I think of McDonald's. Just because McDonald's offers frappes and smoothies doesn't mean that's what i think when i think of frappe or smoothie i don't think of mcdonald's so they could add the chicken sandwich and it might be the best thing ever but if i think of chicken sandwich i'm thinking of chick-fil-a it's a it's a conflict of interest that they're gonna have to deal with uh, more important uh, fast food news uh, it's going to change the world. Burger King now for a limited time. Uh, they announced this on Tuesday. For a limited time, Burger King is offering a $1 taco on their menu. Again, when I think of tacos, I do not think Burger King. But, you know, uh, they're going for $1 tacos. It uh, consists of a crispy taco uh, sh- tortilla uh, with beef, cheddar cheese, lettuce, and sauce. Just gonna let that word sit there for a minute. That's their uh, official description. Beef, cheddar cheese, lettuce, and sauce from Burger King. Um, not salsa, but sauce. Um, what's what's another tomato-based sauce that Burger King might have? Starts with a K, ends with etch up. <laughs> they better not be putting ketchup in a freaking taco. But uh, one dollar, so uh, maybe it's uh, maybe yeah, maybe it really is just worth a dollar. The number of tacos sold at fast food restaurants grew four percent this year, uh, as a whole, to 1.4 billion servings of tacos. That's a lot of fast food tacos. Tacos uh, had briefly been on the Burger Chains menu, uh, Burger Chains menu in 2010. Uh, random facts. CNBC with the useful news. Uh, Here's one that I've been putting off for a little while, but I just watched an episode of The Grand Tour again, which is what the uh, worldwide phenomenon Top Gear evolved into after they released their top uh, presenter for punching a producer in the face over getting the wrong sandwich. Um, And that's women and designing cars. A lot of car companies these days – my article isn't loading. This is going to go well. A lot of car companies these days, though, are trying to – cater towards the female driver as if there is a core difference between the male and female driver. They're saying that they have to try to cater to the female buyer. And uh, the question of what really makes the difference there, if there is one, uh, is, is worth questioning. Uh, This is from ABC news. Automakers that may have once struggled to connect with female buyers are increasingly, Here it is, looking to attract more women into showrooms with vehicles that offer more safety features, ergonomic controls in the cockpit, and higher fuel economy. Because apparently men don't want safety and fuel economy and editable appearances in the cockpit. Men apparently don't want that, but that will attract the female buyer. The Grand Tour did a little bit on this uh one or two years ago where they talked about how volvo got a team of all female engineers together to design a car thinking that this is like the ultimate female car you know right it's going to be what females want well it was a two-door sports car with a v8 that's what they designed so apparently men and women aren't all that different when it comes down to if you could have what you want what would you have and that's a sporty two-door car with a massive engine that goes really fast so i'm kind of confused you know so if there were no women buying cars would we have cars that were unsafe uh had no fuel efficiency and looked like crap on the inside is that what we're saying here apparently uh, yeah that's what car companies think Uh, the female buyer specifically wants safety features uh ergonomic controls in the cockpit and higher fuel efficiency This is what uh, ABC is saying about the car industry, uh, male versus female. They're saying the fact that women are marrying later in life or remaining single have put more women in the driver's seat when it comes to buying cars, creating a significant opening for sellers. Again, as if there's a difference. 62% of all new cars sold in the U.S. are bought by women, nearly 62%, according to research from cars.com which also found women influence more than 85% of all, call, all car purchases. Eric Gordon, a professor of business at the University of Michigan, told ABC News, women have been more important to the industry for decades than the industry has recognized. The industry has uh, been slow to recognize the buying power of women. Why? Because the industry has been run by men and car guys. That may be true, but again, is there a difference between what we want and We want something that looks good, is safe, doesn't cost a ton of money when we own it, and goes as fast as possible for that price. Why would, you know, you want the best of every aspect. The gender isn't going to want more or isn't going to want less. You're going to want the most of what you can get for the money. Car companies that catch on with women will have a real sales advantage, the experts are saying. It's time for car companies and dealers to wake up. So, uh, practically, here are some changes. Displays will be different in cars because of women. Uh, They're saying we'll see the simplicity of gauges and less of the tachometer. So, uh, according to this article from ABC, uh, women uh, need less uh, on the uh, dash of a car. They need more simplicity. Uh, And this is to avoid sexism in the auto industry. This all makes sense. They, uh, it also, this article also says experts are saying women are less impressed with horsepower and high-speed handling. Uh, they want cars that look nice. Styling is important. So apparently guys don't want cars that look good. I can't, that can't explain why so many guys buy trucks. Uh, the most uh, popular, uh, most car, this doesn't make sense. I want to rephrase this article for itself. The most car popular searches by women on Cars.com are the Honda Civic, Honda Accord, Chevrolet Equinox, Ford Escape, and Nissan Altima. Also known as the most common cars. (laughs) Who would have thought that, you know, the the people who influence 85% of car purchases are most commonly searching for the most commonly bought cars? Who, Who would have thunk? All of a sudden, everything's starting to kind of make sense, right? It is the way it is because it's the way it is. That's basically what this article is saying, with a few sexist comments to uh, change sexism in the marketplace, which makes no sense. I don't know. I'm still confused. The car market really makes no sense. When we come back, the Volkswagen Beetle has been squished. I'm Loopy. I'm Lippy. We now have a blues song uh, in honor of a very controversial car that has now died. A car that would be viewed in a very negative light if it weren't for the hippies. but it is because of the hippies that many view this car in a negative light. It's mixed emotions. This car is what the Porsche 911 is designed after. It is what the hippie van came from. It is what the dune buggy is made after. Very soon the final Volkswagen Beetle will be built in Mexico. That'll be it. From the Associated Press out of Frankfurt, Germany, Volkswagen is halting production of the last version of of its Beetle model this week in his plant in Puebla, Mexico. That's it. It's the end of the road for a vehicle that has symbolized many things over a history spanning the eight decades since 1938. This car is the uh, brainchild of a certain Adolf Hitler. And I am shocked uh, that they uh, continued to make it this long. When Hitler came to power, he wanted a car that the uh, perfect German family of four could enjoy on trips across uh, the empire. That was the idea. But at the time, uh, when this car was thought of, the German people had no money. They were coming off of a bad economic crisis. So how do, you, uh, how do you get people to buy into purchasing a brand new car in an economic crisis? Well, you make it cheap and affordable. You make it easy to work on. The design itself is excellent. Uh, super cheap, super easy to work on, super reliable. If something uh, breaks, it's cheap to fix. Uh, but here's the problem. In order to get this car, they made a savings program where you buy a card uh, that represents how many payments you've made into the saving program. And if you make, you have to make each payment every week. And as you go, you get each week stamped off on the card. But if you miss just one week, you lose everything. So it's high risk. But as long as you put it in your budget to... Uh, You know, to make these weekly payments, you'd eventually fill out your card, turn in your card, and you'd get the car. The problem is, is that there was never enough time to actually fill out one of those cards. Because by the time uh, they were getting close to where they needed to produce these cars for the cards, a uh, thing called World War II started. And it was the plan of the Germans the whole time to take this money that was intended for the Crofter Freudenwagen, as it was called back then. Which is the strength through joy car, I believe. Uh, that money was all intended to build tanks and guns for World War II. So the German war effort was funded by the Volkswagen Beetle. Not particularly a happy thing. And that was the birth of the Beetle. Well, the factory that the Beetle was going to be built in got bombed by the United States, which is pretty sweet. And because uh, they were building tanks and stuff in there at the time, but that's where the Beetle was going to be built. And they only had a few concept Beetles built at the time that the factory was bombed. And so, if it wasn't for the fact that the United States bombed it, and then I think the British stormed the place and found a weird-looking bug-shaped car, this thing wouldn't exist. If we completely destroyed that place, uh, the Beetle wouldn't exist. But we didn't quite completely destroy it. They found a Beetle, they found the plans, and after Nazi Germany went away, a company called Volkswagen was established, the car of the people, and that was the car they started building in that factory. It was designed by a certain Ferdinand Porsche, who um, started Porsche, and that's why 911s look like old Volkswagen Beetles, because that guy had literally no imagination at all. Very German. And uh, that car was produced for many a year. And it's easy to work on, so that's where we got the uh, the hippie bug, we got the, uh, the hippie van, we got the... Uh, Dune buggy. We have a bunch of hot rods. My dad owned one of these for like two weeks, got rear-ended and totaled, and he made money on the insurance claim. America. It was then resurrected in the early 2000s with the pretty gross, fairly symmetrical-looking Volkswagen Beetle, where if you were looking at it at the front or the back, you could only tell if it was coming toward you based off headlights or taillights. And then recently, they redesigned it to look like the original, but newer. And that one's done. The Volkswagen Beetle is no more. I, I honestly don't know why they recreated it in the early 2000s. Uh, I'm glad that they recreated it again in the teens because the early 2000s version was hideous. They just needed—they just needed to correct themselves. Production uh, at Wolfsburg ended in 1978. So it went from uh, 1938 to 1978. The original Volkswagen Beetle. It is no more, and I'm a okay with that. Stick around for the end. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy. Again, if you're if you're interested, local thing this weekend starting tomorrow actually is the Highland Games on Beach Mountain not Beach Mountain, Grandfather Mountain. Uh my grandparents had a house on Beach Mountain, so that's always my automatic. But it's Grandfather Mountain, the Highland Games uh you can visit. You just search Highland Games online, North Carolina. You'll find it. Uh another big thing coming up though is Amazon Prime Day. It's not just one day. Woo! It's next week. It's July 15th and 16th. Uh, If you don't know what Amazon Prime Day is, uh, I don't think you have to be a Prime member in order to to get discounts. But it's basically Amazon's uh, uh, self-created, quote-unquote, holiday uh, for shopping. It's basically Black Black Friday in July. Kind of like Christmas in July. Doesn't that all make sense now? That's actually the first time I've thought about that. Uh, But now, Prime Day is such a big deal. Uh, That sales have been taken away from other companies. So now other companies are having their own Prime Days on Prime Day to combat Amazon. So while Amazon's having their sale for a full 48 hours on July 15th and 16th, uh, you can also find sales on Dell.com, on eBay, uh, GameStop, Target, Walmart, and many others. So uh, you don't necessarily have to just limit yourself to uh, Amazon. And chances are you can find better deals on other websites because uh, they were losing the business in the first place. Prime Day. I uh, Yeah, one day. One day I'll be able to, to tell my kids. Kids, I remember back when there wasn't a Prime Day. Uh, since it's during the summer, uh, you know, we're not going to be like, I remember when there we had school on Prime Day. But it's in the summer, so, uh, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and I remember back before there was like Amazon was a thing. I remember before we had a computer in the house. We didn't have TV until I was in like 7th grade. At least legitimate television. We just had like the -the over-the-air channels. So basically Arthur was the best show we had for like the first 12 years of my life. Good show though. Gotta love Arthur. Uh, Many good memes on that show too. But all this stuff's taking over so hard. Amazon Prime Day. Like literally... Because of this sale, I know I am going to go on Amazon on the 15th or the 16th to look for things that I wouldn't be buying otherwise. And I know I'll be buying them. I I, I just know, you know, I get paid on Friday. This Friday. Prime Day is like Monday and Tuesday. So there goes that paycheck probably. And I'm going to have some useless garbage that I wouldn't have uh, thought I wanted or needed. So. I don't know. Uh, Prime, yeah, so Prime Day, I believe it's Monday and Tuesday. Uh, you can find that out the, uh the High Country Games. It's a Scottish tradition. It's been going on for a very long time. Grandfather Mountain. Uh, there are tickets. There are prices. We are a non-for-profit station, so I will not say them. Uh, but prices exist. I can say that. Uh, go check that out. It's a, it's a super, super cool event. It's all about Scottish tradition. If you have a Scottish heritage and you know which clan you come from... Uh, Do find that out before you go there, because the different sports events, different arts events are all segregated by clan. So you can root for your clan in the games and watch people that you are distantly related to throw shot puts and pick up telephone poles and chuck them. Very entertaining. Lots of good music. It is, again. It's a multi-day event, and there's things that aren't just on Grandfather Mountain. So if you go online and check it out, uh, check out their website. There's things going on in Banner Elk, uh, various places. There are dances. There's a gala. There's a church service on Sunday morning. Uh, Lots of food as well, different meals. You really should check it out. Uh, It's going to be a cool time. I cannot be there, sadly, this year, but I know several people who are going, and they are going crazy about it. The Highland Games. My friend Rob's going to kill me for that Alright Next week I might be back I don't know yet It's the summer You listen to 90.5 FMBA Back to some music